Welcome to the Financial Health and Wealth Show, heard right here on My Talk every Sunday at 10 a.m. and available to podcast and listen to anytime at mytalk1071.com, keyword wealth. Here to get you on the right path to your financial goals are the mother and daughter team from ClearStep Financial, Carla and Cassandra, with host, Miss Shannon. Yes, thank you for joining us for the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on MyTalk 1071. Also want to remind you, you can find this episode and previous episodes by going to our website. Just go to MyTalk1071.com uh, and use the keyword health and wealth. And I think, or just health, or just wealth, mm-hmm. something, any any of I those things. I think either of those words. Yes, all of them. So, <laughs> thank you for joining us again, Cassandra. It's been a yeah. bit. Uh, I, I do, know, we were out of town for a little bit there. I do appreciate that when you sent Carla in, Carla brings and emissaries so like it makes it makes so for everybody who's been listening so uh when carla comes in there's usually another like one of the grandkids with her you know kind of thing which goes very well with what we're going to talk about today which is you know talking about you know health and wealth and finances and things with your kids which is not Mm. always the easiest conversations even amongst adults so it's great to help break this down for any parents that are like i want to do better modeling or conversations than maybe we got when we were little kids. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Kids, it's one of those things where you try and figure out what are all the things that we should be doing for our kids in in all sorts of respects. We want to do the best for them. And I think sometimes... With finances, it's it's one of those things where I think generationally, it's mm-hmm. not not a lot of that is always taught. Right, it wasn't taught to you know the baby boomers necessarily from their parents because a lot of these things weren't even a thing or you know or wasn't done as much at that right. time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe people's income didn't necessarily allow for people mm-hmm. to be you know to be able to be as you know utilizing some of these different things. But when it comes to kids, there's just a lot of different options. So that's why we wanted to talk about it. I know I shared with you that the first time we did this was was with uh, Dr. Dr. Amy, Amy in 2018. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's been a few years and we may have done it since then. I didn't look at all the different shows, but it's a great topic. Um, speaking of kids, though, it was fun. I was sharing with you, too. I just had uh, yesterday was hanging out with some of my hockey friends. Huzzah! Oh, my gosh. 25 year reunion. No, so, so even before that, so it you was were like a traveling school. to a it traveling was, Well, team? it was actually, yeah, actually even before high school. You're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was we were it was from Waukesha Wisconsin the Warhawks and we and there were various ages because we all came from different areas and in Milwaukee it wasn't like here in the Twin Cities where hockey was as as popular where where the high schools had teams and things for girls not for girls okay there were a lot of boys teams but it wasn't probably not even to the degree that it was here right right but this is again this is in the mid 90s yes so this was, so you're a uh, so it was before well we done. were we would play college teams they're mm-hmm. club teams though because not right. even a lot of colleges had varsity teams at that time mm-hmm. so it was it's it just a, a neat experience because we all kind of bonded through some of those firsts you know that we went through as a team and, and i agree with you and i think that that you explaining that or you relating this story relaying the story is very much a lot of who you are as an individual and how we got to what we do with clear step financial, because mm-hmm. it's another thing where it's not, a, it's still not as many women in it. I mean, mm-hmm. we run into them more, but when you and Carla and Greg, no, 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 we're the one that are leading the charge on this and the mm-hmm. methodology mm-hmm. behind the way that you educate all people, but mm-hmm. specifically women about why you can be in this realm and not, be so mystified from it and going, right. oh, okay, little lady, you're not supposed to do that. And yep. and I get it. I mean, as somebody who was a female football player and there's still not that many of us wow. either, it's the same thing where you go, no, I can do this. And it's still different and it's still, uh, there's nothing about it that has to be 
just because it's a a male dominated area doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you have to be male like in your execution right. of it. There's still a different execution for you as a female hockey player versus mm-hmm. me as a uh, a female football player and you as a female a financial advisor. Correct. It's equally as valid, just different. A it different tact different. on it. Mm-hmm. It is different. And I think same thing like you said with hockey ho- women's hockey is a little bit different than right. men's hockey when you're talking to an advisor, a woman advisor a lot of times might just do things or handle things or just even communicate a little bit different than what a male would and that's it's just nature, right? right. And so that's that's what we find too. There are some people you have to find someone that you're comfortable working with. And Absolutely, we want to work with the people that want to work with us. And there's lots of great advisors out there. So for people that are looking for advisors, we're happy to talk with people. You can always go to our website, clearstepfinancial.com. Contact us. Let us know you heard us on my talk and. Well, one of us, you know, my mom or I, Carla, yes. Carla. it's funny sometimes, oh, my mom, uh, <laughs> Carla or I will uh, reach out to you and, and, you know, try and see what we can do to help you. But we really do. Oh, I, sorry, I should give the phone number to you. Yes, give the phone number. Carla. I got it here. 651 I'm like, you know, phone numbers. I barely know my own phone number. I know. Um, so, um, but I mean, it is. Sometimes I do understand the because I had this situation this week and it doesn't happen very often. Usually I'm like you, I'm an email person or I'm like kind of stuff. But you're right. Sometimes it is like, okay, this is too complicated to type all this out. Let me just get on the phone and we'll just talk it through. So I understand Carla's motivation. Right. And have you ever have you ever done this? I've done this where it's like you type out a whole long thing and then you look at it and you think, I can't send that. You just delete the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And you just do that. Okay. And then I just write a one line sentence. Right. Yes. (laughs) I mean, because I'm like, that came off more harsh or had more subtext or a bunch of things in or it. Or it's too fluffy it's and too it doesn't fluffy. it's wasting someone's time. Exactly. <laughs> it's really you needed three sentences and I get that, you know, and it's it's difficult sometimes because you're I I, I like to send emails because it also is an efficient way to use up time when I know people shouldn't right. be working. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, let me just get this out of my brain and send it to you now. Yeah. So you don't have to deal with it until later. Mm-hmm. But I even worry about that sometimes, honestly, Cassandra. So what I do is I, I have my emails. You can set a, a timer for them yeah. to send later. Yeah. So I send them during normal time. So nobody gets them <laughs> whenever I'm like thinking on it. I don't want them to feel like I expected them to pay attention to it now. It's like, no, well, I just want to respond at 3.30 in the morning <laughs> exactly. when I sent this. Right. I'm like, that's not it. I really just wanted to get it out of my yeah. brain so I could go back to sleep or right. not worry all day about forgetting it. Right. So, which is another good strategy. If they go to your website right now, clearstepfinancial.com, they mm-hmm. can start uh, pre-registering for some of the webinars you have coming up in right. a couple of months. We do. Yep. Yeah. We have mm-hmm. a few different webinars. We do educational ones and every now and then we'll throw a new one on the on the schedule, um, you know, depending on different Different things that we feel like will be of value. Right. Like we do, we try to do a Medicare and Social Security one at least once or twice a year. Right. right? Spring and fall tends to be good times for people. Um, we have, the, we always do our women and, and investing in yes. retirement one in the fall. And um, that's always a real popular one. The, you know, it's just such great effort. education for women, right? There yes. are certain things that really apply to women through finances, just statistically, right? Yes. So it's kind of it's a good topic to talk about that that's helpful for women. I like it when I get it, I, I akin it to when I get together with my uh, female comic book lover friends. We're <laughs> like, look, we're are, are, we're growing. Here's a good way to get more people on board. Yeah. So if you are the one in your friend group that's like, no, I really am into all of this nerdy finance stuff. Yeah, here's a good way to like 
get some other people involved mm-hmm. in well and go, no, you can do this. Right. It's not, you know, it's not, I mean, we're not saying that it's not complicated. That's why mm-hmm. I work with you. Right. But it is saying, you know, you're allowed to have questions in this realm mm-hmm. and you're not, you know, there's nothing wrong that you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Come here. And we'll, this is where we all start. Absolutely. And you mm-hmm. may not still want to do it on your own or you may. Right. But even if you don't, it's good. It can be helpful just to have a little bit of that uh, information. And then sometimes you feel a little bit more confident asking certain questions. And we don't ever see a question as silly. Right. Um, you know, we're happy to answer any question. But, right. But I think sometimes that can give people a little more confidence saying, okay, now I understand that. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand this, right? But you yes. can start asking those then leading questions and specific questions, connecting the dots. And it is. We love finances just to make at least a little more sense to people so that you can at least make those decisions that right. you're de- making confidently. Exactly. And I uh, I promise everyone out there, go ahead and make that call. Get that complimentary consultation. Just if nothing else, you can. I got it out of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can go, all right, it's not something I'm just still ruminating on or you don't feel like you missed out on an opportunity. If you saw something like, hey, everybody made all this money and so and so. And now they're saying it blew up. Who knows? Let's just talk about it now and get it all out in the air, Um, which is also a good way to frame the conversation we are having about finances with your kids, Mm -hmm. Um, because. As we are so busy, especially in the summer right now and everybody's home and we're just running and today it literally was all I can do to get my kiddo occupied long enough for me to take an an efficient shower, not even a luxurious, (laughs) luxurious, an efficient shower. I was like, for real, could you just hang out here? long enough for mom to not smell like just get just sit down Um, and so you know it's it's worth it to start having these conversations when you can have them from a position of peace of mind versus I know a lot of times when you want to talk to your kids about finances is when they are bugging you to buy something. Mm-hmm. You know, when you want to go, no, we're not buying it. We're not this. And from a position of no mm-hmm. and restriction and going, I wish they understood X. Yeah. This gives you an opportunity to have that conversation when everybody is in a peaceful state. Right. Or, and, or their light is turned on enough. That's something that one of my son's behaviors talked about, that their light switch is on enough that they can get information and absorb have it. Absorb it. Exactly. Understand it. Right. Versus. Yep. This is just mom or dad telling me no, so I don't want to learn about finances. I don't want to hear now. about it. Right. I hate finances. <laughs> exactly. Right. You're just telling me <laughs> so I stop asking for that thing. So we're going to talk about that throughout the da- yeah. throughout the show today. Some ways that you can, while everybody has their light switch on, yep. give them some information. I think it's great. To, and there's so many. I, I'm so excited to talk about some of these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we jump into some of these? Because I know we always are short on time. Right. So we're going to so we're gonna come right, right back right yeah. away with those. I also want to remind everybody, Securities and Advisory Service offered through Harbor Investment, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. And we will jump right back in when we get back with our friends from ClearStep Financial here on the Financial Health and Wealth Show. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on MyTalk 1071, also available at MyTalk1071.com. Just use that keyword, health and wealth. And today we are talking about uh, kids and educating them on finances, which is great because we are, uh, any of us who have kids goes, they can be expensive. Mm. Like, so <laughs> let's teach <laughs> them how to, be. like, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's teach them about finances. We got to get set up, right? It's, yeah. it's about what are the different things you can do to mm-hmm. have them set up and also conversations. We're going to yes. get to all that stuff. One of the first things that we want to touch on because this is one of the things you can do 
pretty quick after they're born. And mm-hmm. if you didn't do this, that's fine too. It's, you know, it's never too late. I don't want to say never, but um, is, is looking at life insurance for right. kids. Mm-hmm. So that can sometimes, sometimes people kind of cringe and they yeah. think, oh, that seems morbid, right? It does. I don't want to talk about that with my kids. I get it. Yeah. So a few reasons why it can be beneficial. Um, one of them, well, first, First of all, we're talking about life insurance for parents, too, as well as kids, right? Yeah. So it's important for both. And I think most people understand why, if you have kids, why you'd want to have it on yourself or your spouse or significant other, whoever is, whoever else is either financially contributing to the family or even contributing in caring for the kids, all those kinds of areas, because that person, even if you're a stay-at-home parent, you have an economic value as right. well. Mm-hmm. If you were not there Someone would have to pick that up, mm-hmm. and it's either the other parent who would or then you have to leave another work, caregiver, or you'd have to hire someone, right, or whatever. So there's an economic value, even if you're not bringing in a paycheck directly. Yes. So those are all things sometimes people don't always think about. So that's the first thing is definitely for parents. Right. And there's not necessarily a magic perfect number to have. The biggest thing is that it gives you peace of mind. Right. And so at least there's some benefit that's there. And what you and Carla have both uh, said every time we talk about life insurance is looking at it as an act of love instead of a burden. And so when I was thinking about it to try and reframe that and going back to what you said that it seems morbid to think about this. Well, even if you look at it from a perspective of your, even if you are mostly healthy or Mm -hmm. living fine, there might be a point where something happens, some twist or turn, and the right. longer you put it off, the more expensive it's going to oh, be. Oh, I have clients that they have diabetes all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Yes. They're going to be fine. Yes. Likely they'll live a long time. Right. But it's way more expensive now. Mm-hmm. So, right, the the healthier you are, the younger you are, the least, you know, the the less expensive it will be from a parent's standpoint, right? Exactly. As well as with kids. So mm-hmm. then you, you look at, you shift to the child's standpoint And why would you do insurance on a child? And Mm -hmm. there's a few reasons. One of them is that if they have any health issues throughout their childhood, they could at least have their own policy. Correct. So for a lot of kids right now, you could do $100,000, $150,000, even $50,000, something. Because I have a lot of clients in their adulthood years that they had some kind of health issues crop up in their childhood years uh, or early 20s, right? Before you even had a family on your radar, maybe. and. It either makes it so astronomically expensive to get life insurance or they just don't qualify at all. Yeah. So it's helpful, I think, to have something on kids that when they're born and healthy and at their peak, right? I mean, it's Mm -hmm. like they're fresh, right? They're just fresh. Right. So if you can get them qualified for a good rate at that point, um, and there's certain companies that are more advantageous for kids and give better rates and that sort of thing. So we look at certain companies when it comes to kids, right? Okay. So it's important that some will be a lot more expensive than others when you're looking at kids' policies. So it's mm-hmm. good to, to go with certain companies. But when you do that, then, like I said, you set them up for the rest of their life. I right. use I use my daughter, Cecilia, as an example all the time because she went through leukemia as mm-hmm. a, you know, right before three. Right. And who would have seen that coming? Exactly. But she had a policy and she, it would be a long time now. She's six now, right? But it would right. be a long time before she would qualify, qualify again mm-hmm. or get a good rate, mm-hmm. right? Because she has a good rate on yeah. her policy. Mm-hmm. and. Now she'll always have to disclose cancer, obviously, on her, you know, and anything she applies for in the future. So it's right. that kind of stuff. You don't necessarily do it because in case they die, you do you, it. You to hope plan. that never happens, exactly. right? But on the flip side, if that worst case, if they were to pass, if I, I can't imagine, because we thank God we haven't had that, but I know parents, some parents have experienced mm-hmm. that. I would be an absolute wreck. Yes. I don't think I'd be able to work for a time. Right. So if, again, at least there would be something there 
to help us get through a, a severe time of grieving. Right. If that makes sense. So and there's there's a number of reasons that it can be beneficial. And we hope everybody is here as right. long as possible. Absolutely. And so that's the thing, too, is that the longer you're here, the less likely you are going to yep. be able to qualify something, not just because of your health, just because after a while you kind of age out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you might as well or age out of a quality rate. So you're right. You'll end it just up just gets more and more expensive. And so you're you pretty older. much costing yourself. You know, I just read this study where they were talking about it's very difficult to see, you know, even when we look at ourselves, our future selves even though it's still you, feels like a stranger. Mm. And so this is just encouraging people to treat your future self like you would do something for yourself right now. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times, you know, we're going, well, why won't I take care of myself? Yeah. Because it just feels so far off that it doesn't matter. And right. it's hard to make that decision and be a friend to yourself 20, 40 50 years down the road, but that's what you're doing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you are. You're doing some, uh, you know, some planning. And when it comes to the parents, I I recommend do a little bit more, do more than you think you need right now. Mm -hmm. Because for a lot of parents, especially if you're just going to get a term policy and we're not going to get into all the different types of policies right now, but term is just kind of the least expensive, at least get something in place option that that it's the lowest barrier of entry, right, to cover and get that covered. Right. And it's great if that's what you can afford, do it mm-hmm. and get it for a period of time that makes sense. And then, but I always recommend do more than you think you need right now, because right. if you're getting a 20 year policy, you're going to hit a point during that 20 years. And it could even be five or six or seven years out where you're going to feel like it's not enough. Right. I wish we would have gotten more. And if health changes or whatever changes in your life or just you're older. Yeah. Then it's not always able, you're not always able to get more. So I always just recommend, just get a little more. No yeah. one, no one ever said to me, we got too much insurance. Right. When you get, if something happens yeah. and you get that death benefit, no one has ever said, gosh, we just had too much. Right. We just don't need all this. Mm-hmm. So it's, again, like you said, it's a gift of love. Right, right. So on to another gift. And I know that this discussion is out there all the time about what we are doing regarding saving up or helping our kids prepare for college and college yep. expenses. Mm-hmm. And I see articles pop all over the time. I'm in a slightly different situation with my particular kiddo about what his long-term education educational plans would be but i watch my friends go through this yeah. you know should we pay for it should we this are we going to put the house up are we into that how do you help people navigate that bucket of money because it seems like it's growing exponentially it it is mm-hmm. and i was just so i was talking to my mom on the way over here so she's mm-hmm. she's traveling right now and right. that's why she's not here right yeah. but we we would we want to do a whole show on college okay and, and the different components now of college mm-hmm. and it's very interesting so we we can talk about it from a pure numbers standpoint, okay. right? And just like with anything else, when we're working with people, we don't we don't make the decisions for people, right? right? We can lay out different recommendations, scenarios, and things, but it's always up to those people what what's best for you. Right. We can't tell you what's best for you. We can mm-hmm. say this is what we would recommend, or right. this is this is how this could play out, or this is right. So when it comes to college, this is what's interesting. And I was again, I was talking to my mom and my aunt too. My aunt is an engineer, and so. They're in their 60s, right? Right. And you look back to when they were in college in the late 70s, early 80s. um, College was, you know, the expense was a lot different. Um, Mm -hmm. The job market was a lot different. But actually, it was very difficult, too. My aunt coming out as an engineer, again, it was not as common for women to, to be in engineering at that time. But she said she had to send out 300 resumes. Right. So trying to recoup that cost is difficult. So so she had to work extremely hard, right, to get through, to get a job out of college. 
So here's what's interesting, though. You look at where college is at today, though, and the cost of college has gone up anywhere from, on average, maybe 6 to 8% or so. Right. If you look at what inflation is typically at, the, you know, if you look at CPI, it's usually two to three percent. I know. I know we're in a hyperinflate. Right. It's right. a lot of inflation right now. It's but you shooting look up back, right now. Yeah. Historically, they'll say you know two to three percent or so average. So if you think about that, when baby boomers went to college or people other different generations around them before and after, college was a lot less. Yes. And income hasn't necessarily risen alongside college. So correct. If 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 you think college was a good financial decision it may have been when you were going to college if you are a few you know if you're well, decades into your career right my now my two have younger been. sisters are um 12 and 15 years younger than i am yep. and college is even a big difference from when i went yep. to when they went right it was a huge difference yeah. as far as economically what they did absolutely so if you look at how fast the cost of college is doubling uh, income isn't keeping up with it. Right. So, so it's one, th- I'm not going to tell people what to do, but mm-hmm. you got to consider that you have yes. to consider. I see so many people coming out of college with, with a hundred or more thousand of debt, uh, and not the job outlook. Correct. If you're going to come out and go into a hundred thousand paying job, that might make sense. And so what we talk about is I look at things I've seen this shift if you're going to STEM, mm-hmm. if you're going into a STEM career, yes, or medicine or law or right. So if you're going into some of those different fields, I think then there there's definitely you got to go through some education, right? Certain classes. Right. Sometimes, though, for other people, we're going to talk about different alternative ways when we come back about maybe what could help set them up financially for a lot more success. We're also prepared to take your calls. You can be part of the show. Just call it at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with our friend from Clear Step Financial here on the Financial Health and Wealth Show. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on MyTalk 1071. Also on MyTalk1071.com and reminding you, you can get so much information if you go to clearstepfinancial.com. You can set up your uh, complimentary consultation. Get some of these just it's just great to have somebody that works in this field help you workshop some things. So mm-hmm. go ahead, get that all started. We appreciate you doing that. Um, so we are talking today about financial literacy with your kids, ways you can educate them, ways you can set your kids and yourself up for financial success uh, based upon the information that we have right now. So that started a conversation about college. Now, Mm -hmm. for everybody who's out there, if there's any college professors, we hope you're doing well. We hope that this job works for you. We're not trying to talk people out of jobs. Right. Um, What we are saying is that in your particular situation, there may be a reason that you don't go that route. You do something else. And there's value in that as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think I think the biggest thing is that we, we can't get caught up in uh, the culture of this is what everyone has to do. Right. And I think is it, it may be the best route for you. Yes. Right. And maybe you're it in the midst sense. of it or yes. maybe you mm-hmm. just finished and that's fantastic. Right. There's everyone takes a different path in life. Right. So I just think that it's important, too, for people to say it's OK if you choose a different path. 
or if you go a different route or if you're creative about how you go through college exactly and you do it in a way that might get you out of it in a better place financially on the other side so i know you were talking about how you maybe took a little bit longer because you were paying as you went exactly that's so my I way to do it was working my way through and I, it depended on how much time i had in my schedule and yep. basically how much money i had yep. because i wasn't you know i you know i love my mom to pieces we just didn't grow up where right. i had a stockpile of money right to go to college but i was able to go mm-hmm. um and it made a big difference uh, a a big idea uh, i'm sorry a big uh decision as to where I went to college. So there was some stuff that I was accepted to that I'm like, right. yeah, I don't know where I'm going to come up with that money. So yeah. I made some choices that made sense mm-hmm. and stayed, you know, stayed in college until basically I got a full time job in a field that I wanted to do. Yep. And then just basically didn't finish. Yep. So kind yeah. of thing. And it wasn't so, like I didn't mean to not finish. No. But that's part of the reason why my student loans that because I had a lot less. Yeah. I mean, I had exponentially less than what you hear now like oh my I, gosh. I was yeah. because i was paying as i went i honestly came out with like maybe 10 grand worth of loans like and i just yeah. used them as bridges most yeah. of the time yeah so i didn't have hardly any and that's loans. manageable right mm-hmm. it's manageable if you can do it that way and so that's what i would say is if you're at a point where you know you're going to college consider here's the thing if you don't know or maybe you have kids or grandkids mm-hmm. right i would Try and help them to either know what field they want. If right. they don't know for sure, maybe start them on an internship path yes. first mm-hmm. and, and say, see. let's try it out. Oh, Even absolutely. If they, and if they can't find a paying internship, it would be well worth it for you to even possibly help. If you're going to cover some college anyway, maybe even help cover some of their expenses while they go through some internships to say, make sure this is your field. That's how I decided. Because I- otherwise... You could be going down a road you don't even enjoy and you I wouldn't know until after the debt's there, right? right. I was going to be an attorney. I was a criminal justice major. Mm. I was doing all this stuff. I was on the path and for sure that I was going to be an attorney because I'm like, this is what I want. Wow. And then that's exactly how I decided that I didn't want it is I got to, you know, first uh, an internship at a really good law firm in Arizona. Okay. And I was like, this is not what I thought. And I was like, but yeah. maybe it was the wrong firm. And then I ended up getting... Uh, a job as an a legal assistant at it because I had enough background sure. because my school helped me get my paralegals license. Okay. So I ended up going that job. I'm like, I do not want to do this. And then you know, right? right? Can I you knew. imagine going through all the schooling and all the testing oh and gosh, all the work yes. and then realizing... I know some people that have their, de- yeah. their their law degrees and they're not doing it at right. all. And I'm sure <laughs> so, they learn things along the way, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not that, that it was all for, you know, all for naught. But still. We're just providing options. Yes. And yeah. knowing that it's okay to free yourself from going, I don't have to. I can do this. Like my ex-husband, he's a fantastic plumber. You know, because the regular route of what he was doing didn't make sense. But working in the trades because of the way his yeah. brain works. And that's a hard job. That's yeah. a hard, but yep. you know, and, and educating yourself that way made more sense right. for the way he is a student of things. Yep. And so it's a great opportunity for him. So mm-hmm. we're just saying, don't think you have to, there's right. no have to, there's lots of routes. There are lots of routes. So mm-hmm. if you are wanting though, let's say you just for whatever reason, you know, your kids are going to school. So what are your options for saving for them? Right. Yes. We talk about this a lot is what, what kind of accounts are there? I think most people have heard of 529 plans. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most common. What I'll say about that is that it, yes, that is one of the most common it's really for education. That's okay. what it's for. So if you if there's a chance your kiddo or kiddos may not go the route of schooling, 
you can pull the money out of there, but you're going to have some penalties okay. um, to do that, right? But but maybe that's okay with you. Maybe you figure I'd rather have it there for them, and if they don't need it, now you can transfer it to other family members. Okay, like if you went back to school for something, mm-hmm. or you know, a spouse or a cousin, or you know, whatever. You can, it just you has can to be used on educational it, yes. things. Yeah, it's okay. got to be used for education. Now it can. It used to be only university, you know, higher education with with colleges. Now it's K through twelve, you know, K Which through makes up sense. through, right? You know, yep. So now I have you a friend can, that's had their kid is in. In uh, a really good grade school. Yep. It's expensive, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So things can be, right, you can put things in place for them, even if they you want them to go to a private high school or, mm-hmm. or a grade school or whatever that looks like. Other family members can contribute to that kind of an account as well. So sometimes, you know, a lot of times we find grandparents maybe want to help out with that right. or godparents or whoever, aunts and uncles, family members, friends, whoever it is, if they, as kids are given money too, you could put it in things like that. So that's one okay. option. But no, it's really, it's it's more geared toward and restricted for education. Sometimes people say, well, what is, what's something that's more flexible? Right. So if you want something more flexible that could be used for college, but could be used for other things, there's something called an UTMA or an UGMA account, which mm-hmm. is really, it's an, uh, that's the legal Right, you know, acronym for you know, uniform transfer to minors account. Right, for where you set it up as the custodian or someone who's over eighteen, and mm-hmm. you're setting it up on behalf of a minor because a minor can't take custody of money and so forth, right? Till their right. age of majority in Minnesota, it's eighteen. A mm-hmm. lot of states, it's eighteen. But the way that account works, you there's no limit on the five twenty nine plan. There's certain limitations on how much and so forth. On an UTMA account or an UGMA, you can put in basically however much you want. Right. You, if you're the custodian, you can take it out at any time. You know they're trusting you're using that on behalf of the child and so forth. And so you have a lot more flexibility with that. Just know when they get to eighteen, that flips a switch mm-hmm. where the control goes to that child. Then okay. So. Like my husband and I have talked about that and we've said, okay, great. These accounts are great. If one of our kids is going off the deep end and they're 17 and a half, that account's going to go to zero real fast. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, we are not plopping control. a whole bunch of money in an unresponsible, right? Irresponsible 18 year old's life. Because that number is, you know, that's, that's legally what happens here, the age of majority here. But that doesn't mean they're prepared yet. Right. You know, so, okay. mm-hmm. so again, it could be that money could be earmarked for college, could be earmarked if they maybe are entrepreneurial mm-hmm. or maybe they want to, you know, they want to save it for their first house in their 20s or whatever that looks right. like. Mm-hmm. Um, that, but that's an account that is a lot more flexible. So again, those are, those are sometimes people kind of look at what are some different options of ways to save for kids. Mm-hmm. Some people actually even can use, we're going to get into this a whole lot, but life insurance can be a way certain policies can work well if you're going to add a lot extra to it. Okay. So it can be a way to almost tax shelter some money and use it down the road for kids. Now, as another alternative, again, this is not typically how a Roth IRA is used, but potentially if you've got enough time and you want to save for a child uh, and you don't know if it's going to be for college or not, and it could potentially even just be for long-term for retirement if they don't go to college, You could look at a Roth. That is one option. So do you normally, we went through this kind of in an order. So would we normally do a, uh, like, as we're going through the hierarchy, do most people probably do the uh, uh, 529 and the UTMAs? First, it really and then depends. Once you start maximizing those, then maybe you'll go, well, now I'll look at life insurance and then I'll look at Roth. Is Not it, necessarily. Is, okay. So we, I'll, a lot of times we'll talk about these different options, right? Mm-hmm. The life insurance, though, is one that it's again, it's it's contingent on health. Right. Okay. So it's 
could you could you apply for it next year or later? Probably. Right. But maybe not, right? Because if your health changed or if something drastically happened, then you can't. Okay. So the life insurance is a tough one. People yeah. just need to know what the risk is that you may or may not get it in the future. Okay. So, you know, as long as people are fine with that, fine. Then we decide to do or not do the life insurance for the kids, fine. Then we look at what's important to you with your family, with your kids. Do we do UTMA accounts for them? Mm-hmm. Do we do 529s? Do we do both? Do we just do, UTMA, you know, one right. or the other or a Roth? And so, and then this is one thing too, we were talking about, I was talking about with my mom. She said, you know, I just, when, when people are sole proprietors or when you have a family business that you could be basically paying your kids okay. as some of your employees and then they're able to take that and contribute oh, it, right? To maybe a good Roth point. Okay. and so forth. So, ah, so now you're your talking my person. language. Yeah. You're talking my language. Right. solopreneur over here. I'm yeah. like, okay, I yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So talk to, you know, again, have that conversation with your tax person on how that would work for your specific, how you file and so forth. But um, I know a number of people that they will do that. They'll deduct what they're paying their kids for whatever they're doing in you right. know, that how they're incorporating their kids into business and however they're working with them. Uh, and then they can take that and contribute because it's income. They can contribute to a Roth or to whatever. So it might make sense. I would, again, I would say talk, talk to your tax person or we can help look at some of that stuff for people if they have questions. Right. Well, so, before we move into our final segment, I know that we wanted to maybe cover, again, some of the, the stuff that people are like, oh, what's a will? Well, how do I do the will? How do I do a trust? Mm-hmm. How do I talk about the beneficiaries? I feel like that's all in one bucket, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then we'll also just, I think we can just wrap up with some, maybe some tips on how to help your kids just save, maybe especially if we're starting with really little kids. Maybe yeah. that'll work. So, cool. Some all good right. conversation topic. Y- yes. We also remind you, you can be part of the show if you call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back here on My Talk 1071 with our friends from ClearStep Financial. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon here with Cassandra Brazier, our friend from ClearStep Financial. And we're going to remind you at the end of the show how you can get a hold of ClearStep Financial as we've been having this conversation today. Mm-hmm. Two moms. Moms, like dads, numbers. parents, yes. grandparents, mm-hmm. anyone who has kids in their life yes. that you're trying to train and educate and you want you want to help them get a good start in life, right? Absolutely. Or set them up for the best success that you can for kids. Absolutely. So before we get to, let's talk about, I happen to be uh, uh, a little ahead of the game based upon my particular situation with my kiddo in talking about trusts and wills. Mm-hmm. Um, and, when we normally bring up, and we used to do this a lot when we would talk to our friends from Sheridan and Dulas, and we were talking about why people put off doing a will. It goes back to that being morbid again and all of that That's stuff. That's part of it, yeah. I found it very freeing just to get mm-hmm. it done. Just to talk to somebody, go, it's done. Yeah, I felt bougie even because now I got some papers in my little yeah. fireproof safe at home yeah. and some papers that live in my, uh, uh, some, some things that, that, as Carla said, I put in the car. Yeah. Just so everybody yeah. knows where everything is. Yeah. It's all good, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. It was very, like, surprisingly freeing to go that's all done relieving yeah. right it's gosh yeah thank yeah. god that that's done yeah my <laughs> sisters don't have to worry about it you know kind of things who are my particular beneficiaries my younger sisters don't have to worry about it i got to tell them what they needed to know where the papers were and then not think about it again it's yeah. not like i'm thinking every day oh my gosh you feel that a will it's not like that at all right. you know it right. was it was a kind of like joyous empowering occasion to go and get it done yeah and that's the thing so with when there's kids involved, it's really 
recommended strong we're not attorneys right no. we have attorneys that work with us so if you're looking for an attorney and you want someone you can you know you know it's going to do a good job and there's right. a lot of them out there right mm-hmm. but if you don't know who to go to sometimes people have someone in their circle of friends or their network great if you don't you're certainly free to welcome you know to reach out to us and we can help point you in the direction of one of them that we use and trust right but otherwise uh it's just good to have something in place when children are involved and they're under 18 if something happened to both parents then the state would decide if you didn't have something in place already that directed this is where we want our kids to go. Right. And maybe the state's plan would place them exactly where you'd want them to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe not. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. so that's where I would say it, it's really helpful to have something in place there. Um, and then along the lines of beneficiaries, you some people will list their underage children as beneficiaries which maybe as contingent beneficiaries might make sense. We typically, we don't recommend necessarily listing them as your actual beneficiaries because again, if they're not 18 yet, they can't take custody of those funds. So that's where either some estate planning can come into play or you could list someone that might be, uh, that's a trusted adult, someone over 18 that you know would take custody of of the funds that would use them on behalf of the kids and so forth and, and be that custodian until they're of age or, or, or whatever that looks like. Right. And I was able to go through the conversation because I set up because of our situation, this special needs trust that I was mm-hmm. able to have a conversation with. Here's how it would fund yep. in case anything were to happen to me so mm-hmm. that I could go, okay, that's already taken care of. Yep. So it's, this is where the pot of money that will go to my underage child will be handled. Right. And here's who I trust to handle it. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. Just, Oh, wow. That was a great conversation to yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I don't feel like every day I'm going to die now that I haven't figured it out. So, <laughs> and I grew up with that voodoo grandma that was worried about setting up a will because she's like, now something's going to happen to me. It's not for telling the future. That's not how this works. <laughs> so it's actually probably in your best interest because if you plan for it, it probably won't happen. It's like, yeah, I'm knocking on wood. I'm not tempting the universe out there to have anything bad happen to me because I right, said that. Right. But as that's a, how we normally feel. Just plan for things to happen and then you probably don't have to deal with it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. But it is. It's one of those things that's helpful to have in place. And then, so let's talk a little bit about with kids. How do you have some of those conversations? And this is, I, I love this topic. I think there's a lot of ways that this can be done or a lot of, like, there's some, a lot of great resources out there, whether it's books or blogs or right. uh, games, right? I know my mom, she had the cash flow quadrant from, you know, what? Robert Kiyosaki. Wow, right? So, funny. Okay. Um, so there's all different ways, but so, and, uh, you know, Dave Ramsey has a number of mm-hmm. things. So what I would say is it's good if you can at least teach your kids from little on, mm-hmm. number one, that that they have some control over earning money. Correct. However you do that, because if they're constantly just being given money mm-hmm. for no for nothing, right, where right. there's nothing attached to it, I think sometimes kids grow up then with this idea that they're just, just supposed appears. to be given money. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you can help give them some, almost some confidence or um, like a, give them the ability to know that they have control to earn money, whether it's, hey, if you want to buy this thing, why don't you, you know, you got to figure out something you can do around here to earn some money. Yeah. To and you can think it. about it. What do you like to do? Right. You know? Or, or you know, come to me and say, you know, how can I earn some money? Mm-hmm. Right. And we'll come up with some things we'll together. It. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But it helps give kids that confidence. And I think it also can help give them motivation mm-hmm. and it can become fun to earn money. But then what you do is you got to also, or I don't say you got to, but I would recommend teach them then when they earn their money to portion it out. Yes. 
again, whatever percentages make sense to you to teach your kids. Mm-hmm. We teach our kids, you put some in to spend, so you yes. can spend some of it. You save some, that's more of their long-term saving bucket, mm-hmm. and then you give some. Right. So we we portion that out for them in a few different ways. We help them, and so anytime they earn money, um, they, they, you know, they know what percentages goes into what, and that's what they do. And my one son, he is, if he wants something, gosh, he is relentless. He comes to me like three <laughs> times a day, Mom, what can I do to earn money? Mom, what can I do? Almost exhausting. I like but his I gig to, mentality. I know. I have to appreciate the fact that he is like a go-getter, right? right? So if he's trying to earn money for something, he is in my face constantly. But I also, How do I earn money, Mom? Exactly. How can I earn some money, Mom? What can I do? How can I earn some money, Mom? And I love adding in the other layers of we save, we spend, we give, mm-hmm. because all of these things are muscle memory. Mm-hmm. you know. And so if you get accustomed to, I'm not in my little kid version of paycheck to paycheck, yep. that's great. Because if you go, okay, you earned it, you spend it, you earned it, you spend yep. it, that's just treating them, to, uh, that's encouraging them to go, well, money doesn't stay and no. work for me. It goes and I get a thing and it's done. It's right. like, no, you can have some saved up for a bigger yeah. thing or if something else happens. Or when or they go to a, feel- yeah, when they go to a birthday party, they're pulling money out of their spending account to buy a gift for that friend. Because we've told we told them early on, they would say, I want to buy this for my friend. Mm-hmm. Is it from you or from me? Because if I'm buying it, this is from me. Just so you know, I've if never you want it to be from you, that I like then that. it needs to be from your bucket of money. <laughs> so they do. Our kids, they pull money out of their own saving, you know, their own spending bucket to put toward. And if I'm buying it, you know, online, they're giving me the money for it. Yeah. And then it, then they actually feel a sense of pride that this is from them. I right. Love when they're that. giving a gift, they feel like they're pretty excited and mm-hmm. proud and they, they wrap it up and they're, mm-hmm. they're so excited it's to like give I had the to gift. work really hard for this. Yeah. You better like it to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it also gives the, it also makes them think twice about what they buy. Yes. They're not buying like a $75 gift, right? Mm-hmm. They're still buying a nice gift, but it's in their price range, right? And it's something that they feel comfortable buying. Right. And, I that's the hardest thing that when I'm trying to explain to my kid and again, I'm in the weeds in this whole thing, but it is hard to explain without trying to teach your kids a position of lack mm-hmm. where it's like, no, you can get it, but you may not be able to get it today. Yep. And that's what I try to do often, like trying to explain the value of things and that mm-hmm. things don't just we don't just go to the store and things just come home. No, there's yeah. a process yep. that mom has to do for us to be able to spend this money. Mm-hmm. And the same thing we're sure you like, we know it's not just I want to disappoint you. And that's why I said no. Right. No. And so trying to explain wants, needs, those things. This is a good way. Right. Going, no, you had to earn it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's. it's it's not no. It may not. It may be not right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Or it's something you have to. It's teaching kids delayed gratification too. Yes. It's teaching them that it's it's good to work towards things. My husband is so good at that. He mm-hmm. save 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 save. He's such a great saver. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a better saver than I am. <laughs> and because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, it's funny. I, I find things that I feel like I need more often than he does <laughs> anyway. But like this is in the need pile. He's yes. like, is it though? Right. Yeah. Don't you have a few other sandals that look just like that? No. And I'm going to no, give those dear, to somebody else. These have sequins on them. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but, uh, but truly it's, it's so good to be able to teach kids that delayed gratification where they can work towards something. They can save up for it. They can feel a sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. and, 
and that again that they had con- they have control right. over being able to earn money and then they know what to do with it. So I think if you can send kids off, and I'm sure we're not doing it perfect, right? right. We're kind of doing the best we can, and who Absolutely. knows? Who knows? Right? You become an expert at parenting when you're out of a job. So exactly. who knows if this right. is even the way to do it? I'm just these are just some things that for now we have found to work well in our situation, mm-hmm. and you may have found some other things that work well for your kiddos. But so again, today I know our topic was a lot of on kids finances. If you have questions. If you're looking at what would be the best account maybe for my kids or you're wondering where do we look at life insurance for our kids or do we have the right amount of life insurance or maybe you're just looking at overall retirement planning and so forth, which is what we do a lot of as well. Um, you're certainly welcome to reach out to us. ClearStepFinancial.com. You can call us. Six five one six hundred zero eight five five. I'll make sure that gets out there, Mom. So if you're listening, I did get the phone number. Also, we do a, a great job just representing for for Carla and all the rest of the people out there that don't want to wander around the website. But yeah. I mean, real talk, it is a very easy to navigate website. It's a good way to just kind of get yourself out there. Our website's the same way. You just very easy to yeah. find all this information. So we're not trying to make your life harder. We're trying right. to make sure that here's the information that you need. Here's a good way to get it. Here's the way it's communicated in a demystified way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's also reminding people that this is a learning process. It and, is. You know, it's yeah. a learning process. And so one conversation may not answer all of your questions, mm-hmm. but it may give you the tools and the resources to go ahead and go, well, here's my next question. Yeah. So you can start working on an answer for that one. So right. that's what we encourage people to do out there. And then plus, once you get into the whole clear stuff financial family, for real, if you have a if you read an article at two AM in the morning, you can send it. Send it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to start looking, Janet, at what time your emails no, come in. No, because I don't. <laughs> oh, that's I don't. right. You I, delay I, them. I delay them. You delay them. They're, so Maybe next time I'll ask, when did you really send this yeah, email? Yeah, well, I mean, I, and I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling on myself now, but uh, a lot of times, if it comes at 8 a.m., that's what it defaults to. So if you're like, yeah. I'm like, well, at least 8 a.m., it's in, it's the top of their inbox. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's it's not funny. middle of the night spam. So do we know what we're talking about next week already? So next week we're going to talk about how to be prepared for the unexpected. Yes. And like I said, one of, uh, I think it might be the week after that. I think mm-hmm. we're going to circle back and just dig in a little bit more to college and talk about all the things college. So if you have anyone on the horizon of college, that would be that week. But again, if you have any questions, anything that you just want a specific customized answer for you, mm-hmm. feel free to reach out to us, clearstepfinancial.com. And you can also find us at mytalk1071.com, keyword health and wealth.